to episode 143 of Content Creation Made Easy. This podcast is all about ways to help you create content realistically, sustainably, and in a way that works for you, personalized. I'm your host, Jen Liddy. I'm really glad you're here because today I am talking about my launch redux and what I learned. So I want to share everything with you. So I've got notes here and I... This might seem like a weird choice. So I made, during the summer of 2021, I made the option for myself to do a six to eight week launch of my content creators studio membership. I had launched it back in February and I had a great turnout. I got like 34 members right off the bat. And then I wanted to grow it and I had waited till the summer. And I thought like, oh, doing it in kind of like a a late, not lazy, but like in a slow, lovely kind of way would be easy. And it wasn't. So today I want to tell you about the mistakes that I made. I'm going to talk about it in three parts. And I really, you know, I like to be transparent in my content. So I'm sharing some of my no BS lessons that I hope will be useful for your business. So whether you plan to launch an offer next month or next year or next week, I really want to share these with you. So the first thing in the reality check is that numbers do not lie. So as I said, I opened in February 2021 with 34 founding members. I was really excited. And the other cool thing about it is really only four people have left since February. And that tells me that everybody is, most people are obviously getting what they need with the support that they need. So my concept was proven, time to grow, but here's the reality check. In order to grow from 34 to 100 members, which is my goal, I would have to add 66 new members. That's just math. <laughs> and if I only wanted it to using to if I only wanted to do it using my email list, that was delusional. So I knew right away that I wasn't going to add 66 new people in my next launch. Why? Well, number one, I did not have it in me energetically to do a big push, like a master training or a five-day challenge or like a thing. I didn't have time to do, I didn't have the energy to do an activating event. So that's the one thing. The second thing is my email list is kind of small in terms of online entrepreneurship numbers. I did grow it from 700 to about 1150 by the time that I had launched in mid-June of 2021. And now what you need to know is that in the industry, one to two percent of your audience will convert. One to two percent of the people on your email list will convert into customers. So that means I could have expected about between eleven to twenty-two people from my email list at eleven fifty to become new members. And the thing that's so cool is that those numbers do not lie. I welcomed 16 members into my program by the last day of my launch. So obviously that's nowhere near the 66 I needed to get to 100, but I am not in a big rush. Like I want to do this in a sustainable way. So basically I talked about it on social media a little bit, but mostly I just used the people on my email list who have opted in because they like my content planner. That's my freebie. And I didn't really do much else. So if I wanted to onboard 66 new people into my program, oh my God, I would have had to leverage probably other people's audiences, getting on other people's podcasts, using much more socials, having some kind of activating event, or I would have grown my list to 7,000 people plus. And I, I just didn't have that. Like, that's just not where I was. And the thing is like, I'm, 
I hope you don't hear me saying like, I only added 16 people. I am super psyched that I added 16 people because that's 16 people who are going to get help with their content, right? It's 16 people who are no longer sitting in the swirl or like pulling the covers over their head about their content. My goal was 20 and I got to 16. So, and I didn't feel burned out in the end. So that's a, that's a big thing. Uh, There's only one thing I do regret about that launch. and I'm going to tell you that in part three of today. So when you're thinking about your offer or whatever it is that you want to launch, please start by understanding your numbers realistically. It's a total eye-opener. Like, Don't bullshit yourself on this. You don't need to feel shame for having a small list. You just need to set your expectations given the number of people that are on your list. And do you want to tap dance? Do you want to do an activating event? Do you have it in you? Because remember, every time you do something, you have to market it. So if you're going to do a launch challenge, you have to set up that challenge. You have to do the marketing for it. You have to push it. Every single piece is a lot of work. So please go into this realistically. I'll talk more about that in a moment. And you have to decide, you know, do you want to spend thousands of dollars on Facebook ads? Because those aren't even a guarantee anyway. So I want you to think about this. Here we go. Wrapping up part one, which is all about realistic numbers. What's the offer you would love to sell? Start there. How many people need to see the offer to convert it? Do you know your conversion rates? Like, is your offer a high ticket offer and you get people on discovery calls? Is it a low ticket offer where they're just going to a sales page? Do you know what your conversion rate is? That's important too. And what do you need to focus on at this point? Do you need to focus on list growth or social presence or affiliate relationships? Because if you're trying to do all of that yourself, you're going to burn out. So if you don't have a team, please just focus on the one that's going to give you the best ROI. And then, of course, we have to talk about the relationships that we build with our content. Like content is not just like, hey, here's my commercial for my thing. Like I want you to really think about the relationship that you are trying to build with your people, what they need to hear from you, the benefits, like how your thing is going to make their life better. So before you jump into a launch, think about those things. And I know it's really tempting and everybody's telling you to focus on all the things, but it will drain you. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how much energy you have right now. It will drain you to focus on all of that. So streamline and focus, get to the most important things and look at your numbers. That's the end of part one about my launch redux. Let's move into part two, which is about the lessons that I learned in terms of the length of time that I did it for. So like you, I don't know anybody who loves marketing BS, who like, I hate made up scarcity. Like that feels ridiculous to me. Like the people who tell you like, oh, there's only, you know, two spots left in this course that I have like endless seats for. It's ridiculous. But um, I personally would rather go out of business than ever try to use fear tactics. And I'm sure you would too. And it probably even holds you back a little bit, right? So that's why this summer I was like, let's do a nice leisurely launch of my membership program. Like, I'll just take all summer. Because first, I did not want to rush people into making a decision And I really didn't have an end goal. Like I was going to do this all summer. So it was kind of like a summer fling for me. I was going to take my time and just like enjoy the ride and close it when I felt like it. And that was just such a dumb idea because here's the truth. People take action and finally make decisions pretty much when there's a deadline. And I want you to know that this is especially true for things that aren't like acute for them. Like my lawyer friends tell me that 
you know, nobody ever wants to hire a lawyer. So you don't hire a lawyer until you're in an acute situation. Content creation is kind of the same, like, oh, yeah, I'll push it off again. Oh, I still don't have my Instagram presence. I'll push it again. I haven't built my list. I don't have a lead magnet. Push it off. Like, that's just how it goes. But think about your own life. When you have people coming to visit you, do you make sure your house is clean the entire month before or the entire week before? Like, if you're like me, you're going around like piling up things and getting it all cleaned up, like you're putting away the vacuum as they're stepping into the driveway. So like, let's just create a deadline for yourself. I'm going to be open for two weeks, or I'm going to open the door for one week or whatever it is, but don't do a six to eight week launch. It was such a bad idea. The other side effect with that was that I got sick of my own launch. Like I usually email my list once a week and I bring something either funny or valuable or a story or something that they can use. But that meant every call to action had to be to sell the membership, sell the membership. And that's just not how I like to roll. I don't want to constantly be selling to my list. I want to be in relationship with them. I also couldn't share any other resources or share anybody else's stuff because I was like, my membership, my membership. So that really did not feel good to me. And then the other thing was, and I regret this the most, and I talked about this before, I, I mentioned this before, um, I fatigued my list. That was the worst part to me. So about 50 people, five zero, unsubscribed. And even though at the top of every email, I, I said, if you don't want to hear about this, click here and like you'll be opted out, but you'll stay on the list. A lot of people just don't read that stuff. So it didn't matter how transparent or upfront I was. Like some people were just sick of the launch and <laughs> And the day after the launch closed, I had sent out an email saying, you know, like, thank you. I hope you have a great August and like closing it out. And one woman like screamed at me in all caps to delete her from the list. So, you know, you can't control that people will unsubscribe and it's fine if they do. So just really think about that with your own launch. And my biggest aha of this like six to eight week, like luxurious launch, I thought it was going to be a luxurious thing. The bulk of my new members came the day that the cart closed. So I did all that work for six to eight weeks and most people showed up on the last day. Zero came in after the last chance I'm going to bed email at 930. But just so you know, like people make decisions when they are have an external motivator to do that for the most part, unless their problem is so acute that they understand the benefits of getting into your program. So if you think that false scarcity sucks, I 100% agree with you, don't use it. But also create some scarcity for yourself and for your audience because a long drawn out launch without any deadlines or any closing is going to exhaust you and your audience. So that's the end of the part two issue that I learned a lot about. Let's move into part three, which is talking about what I learned about my energy and launch energy and the realistic side of doing a launch. Now, I have already mentioned on this podcast how this summer there was a lot of stuff going on in my personal life, physically, health-wise, blah, 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 blah. And it kind of kept me, kept me from doing like, I'm going to put this in air quotes, what I should have done to launch my program. Like, I did not want to do a webinar or a challenge or a training. Like, I just didn't have it in me. So I just decided let's use my email list that I have very intentionally built and try to initiate my audience from there. And you know how it normally goes. You do something that provides a lot of value and moves people onto your list and then they want to buy from you. Like we've all been part of that funnel. But let's talk about launch energy because what it really takes to put something out there successfully. Oh my God, there's so many parts to it. So you really need to be ready for your energy. So 
In addition to planning your offer and your activating event, consider this. One, you already created this offer and it's going to be sold and you probably have to do a logo and branding and colors and research and outlines and writing and writing it, recording it, uploading it, tweaking it, editing it, all the tech, making sure everything works. Oh, and then you have to price it. And by that, just doing your offer alone, you're probably tuckered out. Wouldn't it be so great if you could just put it out there and it just sells itself, but that is not how it works. And that's why you need the second thing, which is a sales page, right? A sales page is a giant pain in the ass. I'm not going to even like play. A sales page is a pain in the ass and takes a lot of hours. I don't care how good you are at it. My sales page, I'm a good writer and I know how to write a sales page. I poured at least 20 hours into mine over all told, right? Then you need a checkout page. Are the prices right? Is all the tech working? Is everything talking to each other? Are the emails that are coming in getting on the list? Are they do, 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 do? Oh my God, it's exhausting. You have to double check every button, do the thank you page. Then there's a welcome sequence. Then there's reminders and then there's onboarding. Then you triple check it all to make sure it's all working. Oh my God. It's exhausting. And we haven't even talked about the marketing to sell your program, which could include emails and podcasts and social posts and Instagram stories and webinar reminders. Like, I just want you to remember the reason that you're either avoiding this or that you're so tired by it is because there's a lot of moving parts. So you know that I'm all about the business of transparency. So let's not lie. There is a lot to do. It doesn't mean you can't do it. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. And I'm not doing this podcast to tell you, don't do a launch. I'm telling you, please do your launch realistically. Please go in knowing all the parts that it will take. Cause I know you've watched other people launch and you're like, this seems so easy. She does it all the time. She launches three times a year and they make it look easy. But do they have a gigantic team behind them? Is this their 12th launch and they're repurposing emails and they're reusing sales pages that they've tweaked? Do they not have to like write the program because the program has been written for, you know, five years and they're just using the same program? Please understand all the moving parts and don't commit to things that you should do, but maybe can't do for whatever your reasons are. Maybe it's, you don't have the time, you don't have the energy, you don't have the money to support somebody. Maybe you don't have the vision and you can't see the clarity or you don't have the right help or support. Please stop thinking you suck. If you did a launch and it didn't go the way you wanted it to, a launch is serious business. And what they promise out there in marketing land is not always realistic for the mere mortals. So remember, you don't suck at all. And you are wonderful. What you provide to your audience is so very, very needed in the world. Please give yourself the space to create and to promote with energy and make it as simple as possible. And the only other thing I want to say to you is I want to thank my team. My team is Jessica and Rochelle. And honestly, without them, I would not be able to do anything. They take care of so much of the tech and the design and the little details that frees me up to talk in this way to you so that I'm not exhausted. And I'm so appreciative. And if you don't have a team, please start considering hiring somebody even for two to three hours a week because it can make a humongous difference. I hope this has been helpful. And if you know a friend or a colleague who's like burned out from their launch, they are avoiding their launch, 
or they really don't know what's what to do, maybe this podcast could help them. So if you could tag them or share it, I would be so appreciative. And if you could just leave a review and subscribe, I would be so grateful because the more people who get this information, the easier it will be for everybody. Thank you so much for showing up again this week. I look forward to talking to you next week about more content creation made easy. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.